What makes our country great is the legislative system put in place to protect our freedoms, with lawyers ensuring justice for our nation's citizens. Tune in as top legal experts come together to discuss all things law on The Legal Network. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is The Legal Network Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alexander Loftus, partner at Loftus and Eisenberg. Alexander, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. And uh, getting to know you, getting to talk about what you do is it's extremely interesting to me. This is uh, what you're doing and the work you're doing is is, is rather innovative and, and definitely pioneering a different way to, 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 to get in relationship with attorneys and, and defend yourself. So I'm excited to talk about uh, that and, and just your story. Where are you from originally? I'm from Evansville, Wisconsin. Uh, it's a town of about 3,000 people near Madison. Okay. How did you end up here in Chicago? That's what you do if you're from southern Wisconsin. Um, I mean, I, I went to college in St. Paul, Minnesota, but um, yeah, that's, that's they call it the Midwest brain drain. Yeah, is that Chicago sucks it all in. Well, so. glad you're here. So, um, as far as being an attorney, what what was it that compelled you to become an attorney? Did you always know as a kid? Oh, I think I, I hem myself in um, academically. I went. I was a political science major. And if you're a political science major and you want to make a lot of money, you don't have a lot more options. <laughs> <laughs> and how about the law that you're practicing now? How, what, what drew you to, to practice this specific type of law? Oh, this stuff's great. So I do business litigation and class actions. And um, it's just, it's like the Cadillac of litigation because it's so complicated and it can come in so many different forms. So what's fun is, is that um, so much of it is kind of a la carte work. Um, you know, if you were, you know, a personal injury attorney, the legal issues would always be the same and it's the same basic issues or, um, you know, other pieces of commercial litigation, but the type of work we do, you know, everything is, is new and fresh and different and the law is changing a lot, um, because there just isn't much. It's, it's really cool when we have a problem that, um, no one's ever done before. And that's what makes it really fun and exciting is that we get to be the first to try some interesting angle. That's crazy. I mean, talk about pioneering. I mean, literally, right? Because you get into these cases. How, how does it work in, in those particular instances where there isn't a law, there isn't something that you know you can reference or, or go, or at least a guideline to you know the outcome of, of the case? What happens in those particular instances? Well, what's fun is a lot of it goes back to the very basics. So if we have something that you know no one's ever done before, there's no case on that, then we go back to the very basics of what the statute says, and you know just drill it down to, you know, here's the elements of negligence and that's that. So a lot of what we do is applying, um, some very basic legal issue, legal principles to different situations. So like last year we had a case where a franchisor was naughty and the fr was and lied to everyone about how good the franchise was. And they mm -hmm. said, come, come, you know, join our franchise and, um, you'll make a bunch of money when they made that representation of you'll make a bunch of money, they had an outside bookkeeper make that representation for them. And the bookkeeper cooked the books, as the bookkeeper did, and fed that representation to the franchisor. Now, no one had ever sued someone else besides the franchisor for franchise fraud. It's just not something anyone had ever done before. But very basics of law is that, you know, if you're doing something wrong and it's foreseeable that someone would rely on it, then you're liable. Yeah. So we sued the bookkeeper for aiding and abetting and for violating the Franchise Act and for negligence. And we collected a substantial amount of money from the bookkeeper, wow. which 
no one had ever done before. Wow. And that was tremendously fun to do and profitable. But um, yeah, so it's stuff like that where it's just, you know, a little creative, but we get to do that every day. And, and, and you've mentioned it more than once, the, this fun that you have, right, from yeah. a litigating standpoint. You know, what, what, what does get your blood boiling the most? What, what you know, do you get passionate about when it comes to the process itself? Oh, I like kind of laying traps and, and thinking of it that way. And that, um, you know, I, I get to arrange the pieces as the plaintiff's lawyer. And I get to set up all the pieces on the, on the playing board and then making it so there's nowhere for the defendant to go besides into one of the holes I created. Um, so it, I see it as a game and it's a pretty fun game and you get to use your brain and it's just, it's the best. Absolutely. No, I, I, I love that approach and that analogy. And, and as of late, you found a lot of success, uh, personally within the firm, but also the firm. You know, tell me about the pandemic and, and how things really changed and evolved for you, uh, as a, as an organization. Well, that was great for us. Um, great for me personally. I'm, I'm an introvert and I would prefer never to leave my basement and I can actually grow my business from my basement. So it's wonderful. I don't need to see people. Um, in, in practice, what happened was, is it used to be that like maybe four days a week, I'd have to go to court and I would drive down to the courthouse and I'd spend two hours at the courthouse and then drive back. And so this was a half day affair for every little trip to court. And with every case, that would be maybe once a month, they have to go to court. <clears throat> so that adds up. And it's just, you know, this third of my time was yeah. physically going to the courthouse. And then I'd have to hire people to go to court if I wanted to be busy doing something else or if I had a trial. It was, so it was this huge commitment of time to physically wait in line, stand in front of the judge for 10 minutes, and then walk back out. And that, I mean, it was essentially, it's a 10 minute interaction for most court, court appearances that would require wow. three hours of time. With the pandemic, that 10 minute interaction takes 10 minutes and it happens in my basement. And it's just, it's, it's so incredibly efficient and we can handle so much more work because we don't have to go anywhere. And then even with trials, it's just wonderful. We'll do trials via Zoom. We had a big trial that we got you know, a multi-million dollar result on that was done via Zoom. Hmm. And you know, I could have a full trial and start at eight in the morning and be done at four and have dinner with the kids, which was not possible before. And then in, <clears throat> you know, the normal trial lawyer life is that you go, go to the courthouse, you try the case, or you travel to the, wherever in the country, you try the case, and then at night you're working on catching up and everything else and you don't sleep much and it's, it's miserable. Yep. With Zoom, you take, it just cuts all the inefficiency out and you can keep running your business while trying a case without missing life. Now, was that really the catalyst to the, what we'll get into now is the, what makes you different as a business, right? The business model, the way that, that you make it approachable, but also possible for a lot of these clients to be able to hire you, right? Did that come as a result of the pandemic and your efficiencies? It became much more profitable as a result of the pandemic, um, which enables to charge less because of the pandemic. Um, oh, wow. So most lawyers that do what we do charge by the hour and it's, it's complicated work. So it's expensive and high, high hourly rates and for what we do. But instead of charging by the hour, we charge like flat monthly fees and contingencies on the back end. So with eliminating all the time in court, that is just adds to our profit margin. And then we can pass on some of the savings by reducing what the flat monthly fees would be by sure. not having to go to court. Um, so that, that I was doing some of that before the pandemic, 
and um, have really expanded that dramatically since. And it's, it's been just wonderful. Now, as a, as a business owner, as someone who is you know, needing to hire an attorney for these particular reasons, what would it look like between going with you and, say, a more traditional or pre-pandemic attorney in that same instance where I need to hire someone? Uh, you know, what am I putting down? What can I expect? Oh, so with our, you know, a, a routine piece of Cook County litigation, let's say, you know, our, our bread and butter case, like a business breakup or um, a construction dispute or something. Um, we have a pretty good idea of what it would cost by the hour for one of our competitors to handle the case. We take that total and split it up um, into a monthly fee. So that could be you know, between two and $10,000 a month, depending upon the type of case and the issues involved. And we set the monthly fee. What's so great is that you know, the normal problem for lawyers is collecting. And so they, they have to do a bunch of work and they, they run up a big bill and then they're chasing after their client. And it's mm-hmm. this back and forth of chasing after bills. Um, instead, we agree with the client at the outset, this is what it's going to cost. Good or bad, it's going to cost this much money. And we're very frank with them that, you know, this type of case is going to take two years. It's going to be 24 months and five grand a month. So you're going to spend $125,000 for us to represent you if this goes to trial. And that's what it will cost. Now, what's great about that is they know exactly what's going to cost. So there's no unexpected surprise fees, which our clients pretty much always pay. We've had you know, one instance in the life of our firm for the last two years where someone didn't pay a bill, which no lawyer that charges by the hour can ever say that. Um, with our firm, everyone always pays because it's what they agreed to. Wow. And so we keep the client happy as you know, doing our job well throughout and they pay their bill every single month always. Um, so that's, you know, from the business side of it and it guarantees that we get paid, um, from the client side of it, it's tremendous because they don't need to, it takes a tool away from the opposing party. So normally what you do in litigation, especially they'll see that, Oh, they got Loftus and Eisenberg. They must be expensive. Let's make them do a bunch of work and they'll, they'll be forced to settle. It doesn't work now because they make me do a bunch of work. I have to do a lot of work, but it doesn't affect my client any. Interesting. So I'll communicate that once <clears throat> we'll get into a case and they'll throw a ton of work at us. And I'll like, I'll call them up on the phone. Like, you know, I get paid on a flat fee. This doesn't do anything. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. And then things chill out. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Cause it takes the whole, it takes the tool away from it. And then conversely, we can play the game where, you know, you'll get to a point in the case where you're into discovery. And you send out 12 deposition notices to take 12 depositions, which normal hourly lawyers, one deposition probably costs like three grand. So we send out 12 deposition notices. And normally, if I was also charging by the hour, my client would have to pay to do 12 depositions. And then it becomes a who blinks first kind of game of chicken when you wow. pile up all the work. We can keep playing chicken. We can play all the way through because it doesn't cost our client anything. So... If I want to take the risk of having to do a ton of work, then I can take that risk, and it's fine. Um, so and it's just part of your strategy as an attorney versus depending on whether your client has buy-in towards it. Now you can just decide, this, right. is this going to win our case? Yeah, and then the other thing it does is it can let me have more control. And I very much like being in control. And when the client's paying the same thing no matter what, I can say, here's the right strategy. This is the way to do it. And they go along with it because it doesn't cost them anything extra or anything less. It doesn't matter. They're just 
you know, they trust me to do what's best. And I don't need to sell the client for every bit of work, which a normal hourly lawyer has to kind of go do a sales pitch. Well, I want to take these four depositions and here's why it's good. And then you're gonna have to pay me 12 grand to do these four depositions. And they have to have this discussion. It's like, no, I want to win. You, you know, go to the client. You want to win? Yeah. Okay. This is what we're going to do that. And then we go do it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what it costs. Right. Um, the other thing that's fun is we end up trying a lot of cases this way, which is, you know, kind of why lawyers go to law school to try cases. It's fun. Sure. Um, so we end up, um, you know, plodding along. It's like I got a, a little business breakup case where the guy's paying me a very modest fee monthly. And we're going to have a trial in June. And like, there's no way this guy that I don't know what the other side's going to do because they got to pay for a whole trial. But like, I'm in charge of him every month. We're fine. It's still profitable for me to try the case. He needs to try the case to win. And so, you know, the month of the trial, he'll pay the same thing he paid the month it started. Wow. And it's just huge freedom because normally you can't try a complicated business case, you know, with a, a week long trial without spending a stupid amount of money. And we don't, we don't need to charge for it. You know, we made the money earlier. So, and even just the piece that it seems that you have in this, I mean, I can't imagine, like you said, going to trial, uh, all these uh, you know additional costs that come up, but then the, the reference to most attorneys are out there chasing, you know, w what they're owed. And so yeah. it, it almost creates an, an additional stress for you that if you're not, if you're not receiving this, man, like, you know, there's all, like that doubt that might set in. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, essentially, in business disputes, more often than not, these are difficult people. Yeah. Um, my clients are frequently difficult people. The other side are difficult people. If you're going to enter into a business relationship with difficult people, it sure helps to make it as smooth as possible and as simple as possible. So I take, you know, one giant stressor and one giant complication of the relationship and put it away. And I go and then I can handle clients that other people can't deal with. Um, and it, it works out really well. But you also, I mean, the one thing I love about it is that almost you're creating an entirely new way of, of conducting business, of, of engaging and, and almost seeing that, that the, the behaviors, right, that, that change as a result of it. One, from what I heard before, was really the expectation you're setting and how people are happier that yeah. like they feel like you're doing a great job. And then and, and the stress of having to pay or you know, large amounts and, and make this payment where you're spreading it out evenly. It brings a sense of peace not only to you but to your clients as well. Yeah. yeah. What else have you found that is really um, beneficial to you? Not just from obviously you, you collecting money, I and mean, that's why you, you work. But as far as the behaviors that change as a result of having this, you know, in a sense, freedom or, or the peace within just the money aspect of things. Well, I mean, it just it takes so much of the conflict out of the relationship. So there's there's no we're 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 completely unified as partners in the case. And it, it doesn't have to be, I think I started off doing pure contingency business litigation and it was always, you know, give me a third or give me 40% and they don't pay anything. Um, that, so it never goes anywhere. I mean, it never starts even. Right. There's no, there's no payment. Yeah. Um, that was too much risk to take because a lot of these cases have some inherent collection problems and there's some inherent problems with the case that a good result might not pay money, um, frequently. And that that's okay, but not okay if you're on a contingency. Um, so by making a monthly payment, you know we're we're really in it together um, and all the way through, and we are you know in lockstep, the client and I, in handling the case. And we just did a, a our big case that we went to trial on, where the client was paying every month, and it just completely unified our interests, and we were able to take risks, 
and we were able to manage the pace and manage the work um, so effectively because we were you know, right there together at every step of the way. And, and talking a little bit about the relationships that you're building with these, uh, you know, your clients essentially, but how, how are they finding you? What is the, 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 what's been working for you the most in terms of growing your clientele, but also just, the, like I said, the relationship aspect of things that you do? Well, there's there's the the cases that keep the lights on, and there's the cases that buy houses. Um, so the cases that buy houses come from other lawyers. Um, so either a lawyer that does what I do and does it hourly and has the best cases are cases that come from lawyers that do what I do and do it just as well as I do, but don't do contingencies. Interesting. So you know, a a very good business litigator gets a case that he knows that he would have to charge a hundred thousand dollar retainer. And then probably you know run up you know a half million dollars in bills. That guys like that send me a case, then they're Cadillacs, and those are the the whales. Those are the great ones um, because they have a client that comes in that can't afford that, but they know it has a significant problem. And the client's sophisticated enough to go to the very very good lawyer that is likely better than me, but charges only by the hour. Um, so that's that's the the best cases coming that way. Okay. Um, the bread and butter that keeps the lights on is the internet. Um, we're good with the SEO and good with the marketing. And my wife is tremendously helpful and her advertising agency is tremendously helpful. So, um, the internet is what, what works every day. And, and how, yeah, I guess that's the thing too, is one from just me personally, that it seemed a little overwhelming that if I were in a particular case or or something that I I, I wanted to pursue, you know, who do I look for and how, how do I find, you know, that trust that, um, if I really had, don't have anything, what am I looking for in an attorney? What am I looking for, um, you know, to have prepared before I get to you? Tell me a little bit about what that ideal situation looks like for someone. Well, the, the lawyer shopping process is hard. Um, yeah. it's really hard because it's a matter of really the ideal lawyer for any client is someone that their size problem, you know, whatever their case is, is going to be one of the, the most important cases in the lawyer's office. Um, which is, this is not a sales pitch for me, <laughs> frankly, because if someone comes to me with a hundred thousand dollar problem, that's just kind of a little small thing. You yeah. Know? Um, if someone goes to you know a lesser lawyer downstream that it's a hundred thousand dollar problem, that's like their big case, their serious, important mm-hmm. case, and they're all focused <clears> on it. So there's some element of finding something that's in the right you know, size and, and complexity that matches what's important. That's a great point. You're, you're wasting your time going for someone that, like you said, is, is, is not their, uh, is what they're looking for, yeah. what, what excites them. So, you know, in, in terms of yourself, how, how can we as a community and who out there should be contacting you? Oh, well, the, the, the other piece of finding a lawyer is finding someone that whatever your problem is, is routine for them. Mm, um, good point. So I have, you know, some clients came in that I'm representing now that are quite content with me. And they have a very routine little business fight. And it is incredibly routine. And fortunately for me, like I've done the exact same thing five times. And when dealing, when doing the motion to dismiss, it's like I had three other motions to dismiss to copy from that I've done the same thing over and over again. So that's a very small case, but it is so routine that I know exactly what the plaintiff's going to do and how they're going to do it. And I have a bunch of cases with the same judge. And so I know the judge and I know the law and I know the issues and it's the same thing over and over again. For sure. So finding someone where, you know, your once in a lifetime problem is incredibly routine for them is, um, 
tremendously valuable. And then that's what makes my business work so well is as we, you know, put in more time that the, this, this particular business dispute is so common for us where it's like, um, you know, partners leave a business and start a new business and then a fight ensues. It's kind of jealously, jealously fueled, um, you know, so I did three of those this year and that's just routine. Um, and, and is that always with the assumption that there's a non-compete and it's, it's, it's there's always something like that. They yeah. get the trade secrets and the non-compete. Mm-hmm. So I settled another one, you know, last month that was that, um, and it's, it's just the pretty basic fight that people have over and over again. For sure. And um, what's great is that I do that same fight so much on both sides that it's routine. Right. Um, which also means I can do it really cheap. Um, Good point. So, and then really cheap compared to my competitors is still really profitable for me because it's like back in my hand. Absolutely. No, that's, I mean, so. it, it, it's, it's great advice. And, and obviously if you're out there, um, you know, listening, that's, that's just an important thing is to really just understand the type of case you have and, and who would be the best suited for it and really start from that perspective. More yeah, than even interviewing the lawyer that, you know, you don't want to pay for someone to educate themselves to create something new and fresh. Um, you know, our new fresh stuff is contingent fee. Um, I'm not charging someone an inflated price because I'm educating myself on something new and creative. Um, so the, the new creative is, you know, that's, that's my problem for sure. And that I'm taking the risk of educating myself and my, you know, leaning on my older, wiser partners to do something creative. Absolutely. But, um, no, when it comes to, you know, just pay, you know, charging consumers for work, it's, um, keep it as simple as possible and that works. I like that. And as far as the vision, what, what's the vision for the future? I know that right now you have your bread and butter, but then you have your, uh, you know, your bigger fish. But, so what does that look like once you start seeing that and how does the business grow? What's, you know, what's, well, some what's of it, we've been doing it by adding people. Um, so it started off with just David Eisenberg and I, and, um, David's my right hand man. And then he does construction stuff on his own. Um, but we added, you know, someone that does legal malpractice. So suing lawyers is very hard work. Um, but there's potential for some real giant contingent fee cases. So Jeff, so Jeff Katz joined the firm to do that. Um, and then Mark Blumenthal joined the firm to do intellectual property work, which also has the potential for whales. Um, and then Gail Eisenberg does employment law, which also has potential for whales. So these three areas all have, you know, that require a lot of subject matter expertise that I don't completely possess. And then they also have the potential for, you know, eight figure cases. Um, so that's, we're growing with people. Um, and then within, you know, what I do, the, the goal is to, you know, just slowly, you know, ramp up the, the level of the defense clients. Um, so people getting sued, um, right now we don't have like large corporations that we defend, um, and getting, you know, larger corporations to realize the value of the flat fee and how much smoother litigation can be. Um, right now we deal with you know, wealthy individuals and small businesses that are being sued, um, to, to have a larger corporation and client base would be kind of the next step. And then on our contingent fee side of stuff, it's again, you know, we keep on getting more and more selective in what we take and that that's happening. And, um, then just, you know, finishing more cases. Um, All very exciting. I mean, I think the thing with everything is, is just how you've approached this. And I I think it will just translate very, very well. Um, You know, and and as you grow in all the new new cases and and grow in that experience, you'll have more to reference as far as the validity of your process and and the way, you you know, your your payment system. The the inherent issue that we struggle with is 
how much of this is David and I, and how much of this is something we can teach. So David and I are both incredibly fast and we're very good at getting to a solution quickly, um, which makes the flat fees work. Um, other lawyer, if we brought in most people, they would come in and get completely bogged down yeah. in the volume of work we have. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't do it effectively. They couldn't, they would have to charge three times more for it to work. For sure. Um, Interesting. So, so David and I are really fast and we're really good at, you know, applying prior work. And so, okay, I remember that four years ago I had the same issue. I'm going to dig up that brief. I'm going to use that. Or frequently what happens is I remember four years ago, someone else was defending this against me and they made a really good argument. I'm going to go grab their brief and copy that. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a lot of it, you know, just is a matter of assembling pieces rather than, you know, spending too much time on a la carte work. Um, so I don't know. And David and I wrestle with this weekly on whether we can hire a bunch of associates and do 10 times more cases. Um, and that's that's the normal business model in litigation is you have a ton of associates churning hours. Um, but you're not the normal business model, right? Exactly. <laughs> so it, it's a real question of whether it's possible to grow or if this is just David and I are uniquely skilled at working fast. And this will just be me and David working fast. And then our the, the, the other pieces of our business, the employment law, it's traditionally contingent fee. You know, Gail is exceptional at what she does, but that's the ordinary form of the practice. Um, Jeff Katz is exceptional what he does, but he's operating generally in the ordinary form of the practice. So they aren't doing anything too different. They're just doing it very well. Sure. Um, what David and I are doing is unique. And if it's, you know, if it's scalable is it, is it a question that remains. Um, I think that our, our families hope it's scalable because we're working too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, I'm sure you'll figure it out and you'll be very successful at it. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. I look forward to all the exciting stuff happening. Thanks for having me.